Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, this is Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And I spent 12 months interviewing 500 thought leaders to really get at the core of what is credibility. Uh, There's a book now called Credibility Nation that you could pick up. And more importantly, is you could listen to the interviews on this podcast. I've taken three particular interviews, which are anywhere between four to eight minutes long, combine them together, and you can listen to how the thought leader presents themselves, the types of questions being asked, and do they show up as credible or not credible? There's a lot to learn, a lot to grow, a lot to actually experience. So take a listen. If you like what you hear, spread some cred dust and click on the like button and share with your friends. And uh, enjoy. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Dr. Jeffrey McGee, who is the strategic advisor of the C-Suite Network. He helps organizations achieve collapsing down years of needed growth into months, months into weeks, and weeks into days. God, that sounds really cool. (laughs) Welcome, Dr. Jeffrey. How are you doing? Good to see you, Mitchell. It's been a long time. Yeah, you know, it's always fun when you meet people and you see them online because then you get reminded of their store around. You forget that you haven't talked to him. As soon as I saw your face, more importantly, felt your presence. I'm like, it's been way too long. Uh, Enjoyed our green room conversation. Would like the audience to know a little bit more about you through your CPOP. What is your customer point of pain? Point of pain is simple. It's it's productivity through accountability. Accountability is the biggest word on the planet today. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. Accountability is huge and powerful. And it's one of those things in terms of pillars of life and existence. You got to be accountable to yourself or have coaches that help you be accountable. But if you're not, you, if you don't have that commitment, don't have that drive, you can't possibly be credible if you're not accountable. So, so uh, Jeffrey, tell me more. Well, you, you, you hit it right on the head. The problem in society today without going into politics or religion or ethnicity or anything else because that's an excuse of why we have accountability problems. Everyone today is married to the word deflection. Instead of looking in the mirror and owning their own greatness or owning where they suck so they can get better, no one wants tough love. No one wants to be held accountable. Everyone has 9,000 excuses for why it's not their fault or, oh, woe is me. And that's the problem. But if you reverse it and study any individual that's successful, any individual successful globally, they don't use excuses for deflection. They hold themselves accountable, as you said. They use systems to hold themselves accountable. They benchmark objectively off of other people that are succeeding so that they can see how to accountability-wise hold themselves accountable to behaviors and actions and, and ways of just being more effective at everything they do. Accountability. It's lacking. Yep. Absolutely. And so uh, when you get into a company, what do you do? Three basic things. I help organizations within the space that I know and where I live, and I don't get outside of that lane. 
but in a space that I own and I know. I help them to create systems, processes, and procedures that generate massive ROI right now. I mean, systems, processes, and procedures that generate massive ROI. Non-debatable. It works. And, uh, and how do you have credibility to do what you do? It's a dangerous question because no matter how someone answers that one, they run the risk of coming off and sounding pompous. So thank you for well, asking. I'm actually asking you to tell me where you have credibility. So the credibility comes out of several avenues. One, I've done what I talk about. So I'm not a sideline cheerleader. I do this on a daily basis. That's number one. Two, I have been doing it for decades, not a couple of weeks. I'm not stealing someone else's record and resume and saying it's me. So my, my credibility comes from in the space where I live, I own it. And I have, in essence, only own it, but I've had the honor and opportunity globally to interact with hundreds of thousands of people, from business owners and leaders to entrepreneurs to military leaders, where we have went from last place, I mean, literally last place to first place in their global space, and stayed there using the systems, processes, and procedures that I know work. And what's even better than that, Mitchell, is that some of those leaders have then been promoted or moved on and new leaders came in and in their arrogancy and ego, they said, I don't want to continue with any of these systems, processes, and procedures that the company's number one. And literally within less than one year, they went back to last place. So, I mean, credibility comes from doing it and knowing it and being emphatic about, look, I don't want you to get in trouble. I don't want you to lose. I want you to win. And here's how you do it. Yeah. I, I, it is the most depressing thing in the world when you see a company, you put the procedures, processes, systems in place, and then they think they're above that. And it's just basic stuff. So, uh, Jeffrey, how do you go about sharing your credibility? I mean, that's a powerful question. There's so many distribution channels on the planet of how to get something from you to the market space is really what you're asking. So for me, I mean, I've written 31 books, translated into 21 languages, published by the largest, again, published by the largest trade book publishers and academic book publishers on the planet. So it's not something I printed in the back room and on Amazon at 3 a.m. in a subcategory of a category is number one. And I'm saying I'm a best-selling author, which that's a fraud statement right there. So I've legitimately had four global best-selling books. I've had four global best-selling management textbooks um, through audios, videos, training course, where for decades, some of the largest training houses on the planet. I've actually designed their training programs that they use to train thousands of people every day in talent development areas. So it's by taking what I know works, the intellectual property and putting it out there in the marketplace, books, audios, videos, articles, etc. And uh, you had mentioned in the green room that you learn and grow through others. Uh, can you talk about that for a sec? I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think when someone believes they're the best period, well, that's great to have that confidence that's, that's a major fallacy. You can always be getting better. So again, in the space I play, in the space I work, I mean, on a daily basis, I'm mentoring and learning from people, whether it's Richard Branson, Marshall Goldsmith, you know, Harvey McKay, you know, Coach Lou Holtz, you know, phenomenal business people, some that I get a chance to work with and interview through my professional performance magazine that I publish, and just by becoming students and recognizing what have they learned through their wisdom and through their clients and through their interactions that I can always learn from so I can help my clients as well. So on a daily basis, you know, I'm always kind of putting that ladder against the wall and the ladder is a metaphor I use with my clients to represent anything you're trying to do. How do you climb it to get there? Well, if you want to get to greatness, any ladder you put up against that mental wall, you're always the first rung. That way you're always looking at who's been there, who's better, who's bigger, who's more accomplished than you. So you're always being challenged up. 
if you create a, a you know kind of that ladder metaphor for whatever you're trying to do in life and you're at the top rung, how do you know you're at the top rung? And how do you ever get better if you're always looking down on people? You should always be looking up. Absolutely. So, so uh, you guys know, know the importance of a single word, accountability. Uh, you know the importance of making that happen. If you're listening to it, you're hearing this, and you want to learn more, you should reach out to Dr. Jeffrey McGree. How best should people go about doing that? Great, and thank you for asking, Mitchell. Again, my name, just as you're seeing right now on the screen, is Jeffrey McGee, so it's M-A-G-E-E on the word McGee. So just go to my website, jeffreymcgee.com. You can find out more about me, what I do, my deliverables. There's, there's lots of uh, free downloads of items, and there's things if you want to invest, and if you want to reach out and up a time to talk all of that's on my website jeffreymcgee.com beautiful jeffrey thank you so much for sharing your credibility with us today thanks a lot mitchell you're welcome and, and you guys know the importance of accountability you know the importance of jeffrey's message or click on the like button share with your friends we'll see you at the next episode of thought of your life take care everyone bye now. hi mitchell levy global credibility expert and welcome to this special credibility episode of thought of your life where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet about who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Nathan Kievman, who is a highly sought-after digital strategist, bringing a no-nonsense business approach to digital and social strategies. He delivers a steady stream of highly targeted and pre-qualified meetings with top executives, CEOs, and other key decision makers who are typically hard to reach. Nathan, welcome. Hey, thanks, Mitchell. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, and it's it's fantastic to have you on the show. Can you tell me, what is your customer point of pain? What is your CPOP? Well, you know, in, in really short version of it is uh, we help executives fish in the right pond. So I, I, I just turn around. The CPOP is executives who are fishing in the wrong pond. Needs uh, change, <laughs> right? I so reset it, that. If that's the case, tell me what do you what do you? By the way, I, I know this because I I've interacted you. I've I've watched what you do. It's pretty spectacular. Tell me a little bit more. What do you do? Um, we help executives who are fishing in the wrong pond. Say that I know, but now explain it. Explain it in more detail. What, what actually do you do with your? What actually do you do with your with your clients? So, uh, in short, Mitchell, we help clients engage executives at scale. So we help companies get and individual executives and professional salespeople and marketers uh, access markets at a higher level than they've been used to. Most of them are getting consistently into the director VP level. We specialize in that executive suite or the business owner accessing them in a way that they've never been able to at the, at the so they can go top down in the selling process. So from what I understand, when, a client engages you, what you end up doing is setting up a series of meetings <clears throat> with their prospect base at the C-suite level. Yeah, so uh, we have lots of stories, but um, ultimately you have a consulting firm or an IT services firm or somebody selling kind of a higher ticket item. And in order for them to get a decision on their higher ticket item, they need to reach the C-suite, which is the CEO, COO, CFO, and so forth whoever else that might be with a cheap title um, and sometimes VP level or director at the larger companies. So the clients that come to us have been struggling to access that market consistently, and they would like to have a pipeline full of that marketplace. Got it. 
and and that's that's interesting. So it's hopefully they also know how to close from the strategy session. And, and some do, some don't. Uh, but you know, there's kind of three parts to what we really help companies do. And the first is to get the attention of those hard to reach executives. The second is to get those executives not just to pay attention, which is what traditional marketing does, but it's to take the meeting. So what's the action step between attention and meeting? And then, so those two bits, we guarantee that result. And then the third part is how do they win that business? So we advise on that part. So what we've found over time is that, you know, we have clients like IBM and NASDAQ and Hyatt Hotels and some mega companies. We have one-person consulting companies that our clients are. So what we're really trying to do is help them build better relationships at a higher level in a more authentic way so they can make the most powerful conversation possible so they can win new business and impact the world in the way they want to win it. Because ultimately, our mission is to help accelerate the growth of conscious and transformational companies or groups or individuals that we're supporting who are trying to make, in effect, change within their organization. And so when a um, like client will say, hey, we'd like to meet with this group of executives, uh, we'll come in and say, okay, on an annual basis, how many do you need? Typically, it's between you know 100 to 200 a year, which is more than enough for companies that work with us. And um, they're going to close 10% or 20 or 30% of that. We advise them and show them how they can win 30 to 50% of those consistently with a better structure, a better starting point, how they structure and, and propose on the front end of their deals and so forth as well. And so we have a short version that's just part of our traditional solution where we just advise because if they, if they don't win, we don't get to keep the business. And then we have a longer term program with, uh, over an 18 month, which is like a cultural retraining of the whole executive team and how to land large accounts more consistently. Okay. Thank you. That was elegantly stated. Thank you. Um, Nathan, what is, what gives you the credibility to do what you do? Um, we've been at it forever. Uh, we failed a lot. School of hard knocks, if you would. Right. Um, and I, I, I did a bunch of degrees and stuff, but none of that really played into what we do today. Um, I've always been in the relationship business, um, building relationships between, um, you know, for myself, you know, with, with others, with uh, myself, with God and so forth. And I've translated a lot of that lifestyle and, and insight um, that I've garnered over the years into creating better leads, um, creating better meetings, creating better conversations with people that are um, people that you want to talk with. And so um, from a young age, I've had that, that, uh, that energy and focus and love and passion. And, um, you know, from an out-of-body experience and, and meeting God to uh, having the opportunity to express and, and share that in the executive world has been a really transformative uh, opportunity for me. And so I've, just, I've loved it from the very beginning. Um, but ultimately, the reason that I'm credible in this space is we do it for the biggest and best in the world. Um, we do like there's a top 12 uh, salespeople at, uh, in the, one of the divisions of IBM. Uh, we help them target their core 800 market and access through to people they couldn't get before. And that's like kind of sniper marketing. We, you know, where we act as like the, the is uh, <laughs> one of my friends like to say is like the SEAL Team 6. You know, like we're kind of, we're, we're in there. We're like the, the super, super stealth at what we do. And then um, we do it for, you know, one-person consulting firms that need access to the, you know, largest markets in the world, executives, CEOs, and CFOs of 5,000-plus-size companies. And we just do that, and we figure out the model, we figure out the messaging, and, we, and, and the reason that we're ultimately credible is we've done it so much, we guarantee our results. If we guarantee you're going to meet with who you want to meet with through our model. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't get simpler than that. 
I'm a big fan of a simple model and here's the price, here are the KPIs, here's 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 what we need to do. And if we don't make, make the KPIs, we either give you your money back or work for free till we do it. And I, I like that you do that model. There you go. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of noise in this space and there's a lot of fluff. And so, um, and not all guarantees are created equal and leads are pretty much worthless unless you uh, are able to turn them into something. And so we, we, we say, look, we want to guarantee you that conversation, have that meeting. And then at that point, that's on you. If you got, if you get the right person that you wanted to talk with, they have, they're predisposed to want to learn more about what you, what you share, what your solution is, what your product or uh, services. And uh, they have some general idea and they fit all the criteria that could potentially hire you. Well, now do your job, right? Like now get, now figure it out. But we don't stop there because we know people are, you know, been told a lot of things on the sales part, side of things. A, a perfect example is one of our clients. Uh, it was really funny. I was uh, occasionally we'll ask them, "Well, record your sales calls. Let us just hear. And if you're so good and amazing, but you're not closing, well, let's just let's just let's just listen and hear it out, right?" And uh, usually it's the founders that say that, right? They're like the best sellers. I'm I'm really good at this. And uh, two calls I got in the in this particular client, the person got on the phone and they're like, "I love what you do. I'm ready to buy. Like, what's the deal? Like, how how do you guys work?" And over the course of a 30-minute call, by the end, they're like, I'm not sure we should be working together. <laughs> no way. Oh, yeah, so literally. here's a great salesperson yeah. who talked, talked his, client, his prospect out of a deal. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah, and, could, and couldn't see that that's what they were doing. And they thought they were spectacular calls. And then they were wondering, like, why aren't they coming on my second calls? They weren't getting follow-ups. So there's all these indicators where, like, okay, I might not be getting the full truth here. Let's look at the reality of the data. And so we went through it line, but yeah, and we fixed it and we're fixing it still. And, and so the point, the point is this, is that ultimately there's a very specific structure to close uh, almost any deal at almost any size uh, in three calls, or at least in three stages, as long as you get those done in those three stages, you'll win those deals. Um, whether that's half a million dollar deals or $2,000 deals, doesn't matter. It can be done in three stages and, and smaller the deal, those three stages should be consolidated into one call or two and that's it. And then clarity and focus just makes those deals win. And it, it's absolutely phenomenal. When you show up and for, from a heart centered standpoint, you show up really authentically trying to help and serve somebody. And that's what your purpose is for being on that call. And then you follow that model, you're going to win almost every time. So it, it, it's, and if not winning, you'll get to a decision quickly and it will be clear and transparent, which is something that most people don't sit in. Most companies sit in open-ended pipelines without any true understanding of what their real forecast is, which is the money that's going to hit the bank in the next day or two, right? So yep. that's what we want to help solve. So ultimately, what are we really doing? We're helping people generate whatever their growth numbers are from a revenue standpoint to the business, and we're reverse engineering that through the meeting process and then helping them optimize that model. Oh, beautiful. So, Nathan, how do you share your credibility? Um, so, you know, directly through email, one-to-one engagement typically, or one-to-many. Like, we might target, like, four or five executives out in the market. Um, but, you know, it's not how we always did it. So, um we started off as a traditional digital agency many, many moons ago. And in that process, for me to get business, I would go to events. I would speak. Um, I, w I had a book. Um, you know, I did that. And um, although the book was actually really phenomenal and did, did a lot of wonders for, for our credibility and getting business, 
um, the book wasn't the hard part. It was the travel, the speaking, the um, networking required, and then all the traditional referrals and so forth. And that was how we did it. And content marketing, right? Content marketing was a big part of that. And I would try to influence the market, and, and, and I wouldn't know where where the fish were coming from. I just was hoping that if I threw the wet net wide enough into the ocean that uh, the right fish would be caught, right? And what we quickly learned is that with the new age, um, my wife came to me one day and she said, hey, listen, they, they have young kids. They're growing up. Time to start sports. You know, we're getting into baseball. I'm a big baseball guy. Um, you want to coach. It's like what you're doing now isn't in congruency with what you want from the family. So which one's going to break? And and I had a like a real turmoil within myself over the course of a couple of months. And I actually ended up divesting most of that agency business and focusing exclusively on the things that turned my marketing cycles from months to minutes and get them directly on the phone, which is what we do today. And the following year, so I went from speaking or being on the road three to four weeks of every given month uh, for some portion or all of those weeks uh, each month to only speaking twice the following year, and we doubled our business. And I was like, whoa, aha, right? That Amazing. Aha moment Amazing. Oh, I yeah. love using aha. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> that was it. That was it. And so, you know, we kept going, and, and we've, we've uh, you know, we hit the Inc. 5,000 list this last year. We've grown exponentially uh, into a, a mid-seven-figure business. And the less time I spend on the road, the more money we make. And so how we share our credibility today is traditionally uh, through our own marketing efforts, which is the one-to-one messaging. Now, because we now, though, have the fish in the right pond, we need content. There's like our next evolution is more com- kind of come full circle. Now, we, you know, I don't believe in, in fishing in the ocean necessarily, unless we know where exactly where the fish are. So now that we know where all the fish are, uh, and we have a captive audience, not just from our own email list, but for any of our clients, that content is now more powerful in the nurturing ability to create one-to-one personal engagement, but utilizing content like books and authority pieces, um, aha statements is, uh, is some of the things you provide, uh, Mitchell. And that's, those are the things that matter now. So like in 2020, uh, probably mid-year, we're going to start a bigger content initiative, a bigger authoritative uh, initiative to create more space, not for me to go speak, although that, that those are coming up more and more. Um, I'll give that to my team because I have a lifestyle that I have to, that I live and I coach two of my boys baseball teams. I got a younger four-year-old that's coming up. I got my daughter in tennis. So I've got family things that are my highest priority. Right. And so the business is super priority too, because we have, we're here on a mission to change the world and help accelerate the growth of really great companies. And so in order for us to do that, though, I have to have great systems, great processes, great people, and, uh, and be able to share our messages in ways that other people want to reach, uh, reach us. Uh, so, but what we've t- typically done, Mitch, is how executives digest information is very different than what the traditional market does. And so this is why we do it the way we do it. So yep. hopefully that wasn't too long-winded. No, it was it was great. Thanks. So, listen, if you're an executive and you either know or don't know that you're fishing in the wrong pond, you're going to mm-hmm. want to reach out to Nathan Keeban. Nathan, how best can people reach out to you? 
um, any social network, but typically just email me at nateK at linkedstrategies.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your credibility with us today. Thank you, Mitch. Appreciate it so much. Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. And, and for those watching, uh, click on the like button, share with your friends, and we'll see you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet about who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Bill Coletti, who is a reputation management, crisis communications, and professional development expert, keynote speaker, Wall Street Journal risk and compliance panelist, and author. Bill, welcome. Hey, Mitchell, it is great to be with you. I'm excited to have a great conversation with you. Me too. Nice expectation setting. Love that. So, so tell me, what is your customer point of pain? What is your CPOP? So people find us, companies find us when they need to do something difficult, explain something to stakeholders, the public that they've never had to explain before. And they need an expert, someone who understands the way the public thinks and believes. So I'm, I'm thinking about this, having sat on the board of a public company, I'm, there are many times that we've had to think about that area of crisis management and, and what to say and what to do and how best to react. Um, tell me a little bit more. What do you do? So fundamentally, the offering is about crisis communications. We work with organizations when they find themselves kind of in the crosshairs of public expectation and their actions. And so we help them navigate, tell a story, explain it or not explain it. We do hand-to-hand -hand combat media relations uh, as necessary, and we also help them to draft the messages and the story uh, that needs to be told. The exciting part for us is, is all of that, getting them crisis ready and doing crisis response. The piece that's exciting is helping organizations and corporations that you're certainly familiar with become more risk-aware. Because it's one thing to be better at responding to a crisis, it's even better to have fewer of them to deal with. Now, that is elegantly said. So are you often brought in uh, before any crisis or are you brought in typically after a crisis, but then kept around to say, okay, for the next one? Yeah, much more the latter, much more the latter. Brought in in a crisis, crisis situation, you, your board seat, that what you just explained, brings me in and they say, we don't have this thinking in our organization and we'd like some more of it. I'd love to do more of the opposite, the first way you described it. I'd love to do more of that. Um, just sat down with an amazing client uh, this morning, and we met through crisis. Six, seven months went by, and they're now really excited about going on a journey. So, uh, but, but unfortunately or unfortunately, that's how we grow. Uh, we'd love to do more, more of the former than, and less of the latter. I, I hear you. So, Bill, how do you have credibility to do what you do? You know, I think my credibility comes from my expertise. Been doing, I started my career running uh, political campaigns and then morphed into communications and working with uh, high profile corporations, helping them through a very serious challenges, mergers, acquisitions, um, reputation management programs. So I've been doing this for about 25 years uh, globally in different parts of the United States. And so I think I bring that pattern recognition and expertise to the clients that we serve now. I can imagine on the political front, there 
there seems like there's a crisis a day uh, in, in, in terms of what you're dealing with and continual jockeying of positioning. Um, even taking that and what you learn there and applying that to companies, I think would be pretty significant. Oh, it's awesome. And so I've often said in political campaigns, it's about having one fewer crisis than, your other, than the other guy. And, and so we are, yes, managing crises exactly the way you just explained it, probably as a pretty astute political observer yourself. But we've also created the crises for the other guy. So it's a, it's a little bit of offense and defense um, in political campaigns. But, you know, those with fewer screw-ups win most typical campaigns. That's interesting. And in the, in the business world, when you hit the crisis, it's to figure out how to get to closure or customer satisfaction. What is it that you're ultimately shooting for? Get back to strategy. Get back to strategy. So corporations that get interrupted, disrupted by this, they want to get back to their plan. Most everybody started their week, their month, their quarter, whatever the annual, whatever the case may be, with a plan, with a strategy, a new product, a new region, a new whatever and they wrote really smart strategies and plans around it, and they want to get back to that. They want to kind of get back to doing what they need to do to grow their enterprise. Beautiful. Thank you. Hey, so how do you go about sharing your credibility? So, you know, I, I've thought about that question a lot, and it's an awesome question. I, so I, I was shy, frankly, at doing it because it just sort of came based on reputation, and I didn't have to do some do much of that because I was living in a big global public relations firm that kind of fed me. Uh, and that worked that way. The brand of that firm superseded the brand of a lot of us individuals. So we got fed through that machine. And so timidly I walked out of that or I left that firm boldly, but timidly walked into kind of the marketing context of how do I actually build my credibility, grow and expand my reputation. Um, you know, so I went and wrote a book. I thought sort of taking this body of knowledge that I have and sharing it in the, in the, in the um, credentializing venue of a book was really, really important. So I did that. Really try to be real active on LinkedIn, try to publish an article a week. Um, we do that on our own blog. We try to share stuff on social. Um, and then we'll do an occasional webinar um, there. So we really share it in a, in, a, in a wholesale or broadcast way, those ways. But quite honestly, the way I love to share um, the ability to serve, less so my credibility, but is talking to key contacts, talking to referral sources, talking to people like you um, that have great networks. Uh, that's really where I spend the bulk of my time, um, not kind of jumping up and down in the corner and say, look at me on a very crowded internet, but letting kind of the, the body of work and my experience and the experience you have with me kind of speak for itself. But you still do a little bit and have set up automation so that the social media doesn't look like it's stale. You keep that going. Totally, totally. So the, the, we're really proud as a team, as a firm, of being really good with our automations um, to try to get me doing the highest and best value and most important things that I need to do, which is serve clients and talk to what we call our top 20 list or talk to our referral sources. And so, yeah, uh, my job is to write a blog post that's compelling and interesting once a week. The team then po publishes that to LinkedIn, puts that up on our blog, pushes it out via email and either monthly or quarterly, and then um, sort of chopping it up in bits and pieces for smaller digestible Twitter, a little bit of Facebook, not really a venue for me, but chopping it up um, into those, those outlets. 
Beautiful. So listen, if, if you're an enterprise and you either are in a crisis, uh, by the way, you, you, you should meet this guy, even better before you have that crisis and you want to learn some ticks, tips and tricks and techniques of figuring out the risk management to avoid it, you want to reach out to Bill Coletti. Bill, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? So I mentioned already real active on LinkedIn. Um, that's the best way, easiest way. Our Kith, K-I-T-H dot C-O is our website, Kith. And then my email address is just B, B Coletti at Kith dot C-O. Twitter handle is B Coletti um, and a lot of consistency. So B-C-O-L-E-T-T-I is the convention we try to use just about everywhere that we can. Beautiful. Hey, thanks for sharing. a unique last name, which helps. Sorry, say that again. I, I cut you off. Fortunate enough to have a unique last name. Bob Smith can't use that. You are can't use that if he was late to Twitter. Yeah, actually, it is. It is a good name and easy to find. Um, Bill, thanks so much for sharing your credibility with us today. Mitchell, thank you very much, and thank you for what you do. You're helping so many people, and I appreciate all the stuff that you share. So, thank you. Oh, my my pleasure. And, and guys, thanks for watching. A click on the like button, share with your friends, and we'll see you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, this is Mitchell Levy, and thanks so much for listening and spreading the cred dust. You know, in doing the research, what I recognize is that we are at war. Those people who are credible versus those people who are dubious. And Dubious Nation is winning a thousand times over. We've got to fix it. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to future generations. So come on over to Credibility Nation. Become a member. Take the pledge. Learn what you can do to help bring more credibility to the world. I look forward to seeing you over here while you're being cred-tabulous. Thanks again for listening. Take care. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.